0: Merry Christmas from Sleep Podcast Network and Protectors of the Book, where we feature Quest for Truth in this series of short Christmas vignettes. Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy. The first Christmas is going to be a short series found in Luke 2, 1-15. You know, God's authority is seen in his offer of eternal life his son, Jesus Christ. The child who was born in Bethlehem was the centerpiece of God's plan to get rid of that sin barrier that was established way back in the Garden of Eden with that first sin. The key element is how God took the initiative to restore the relationship to humanity. Uh, He came to earth for all of us now, you may remember in our previous episode, the events and the verses seemed to be initiated by humans, but they were orchestrated by God. And let's look now at the birth in Luke 2, verses 6 and 7. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. I want you to note the evidence of the simplicity of Jesus' birth. Uh, Now, if you look at Luke's account, how does that affirm this humble arrival of Jesus? Well, I would say that the Greek word used for manger refers to a feeding trough, and you might think uh, often it's a wooden shape, shaped like a cradle. But a lot of times in the ancient world, these kind of troughs were either carved out of rock, made out of masonry. They would have been fairly small, but about three feet long, two feet deep, and about a foot and a half wide. I, I kind of imagine, you know, a rubber made tote, <laughs> one of the bigger sides that are about that size, about three feet long, and a Foot and half across, and a couple of feet deep, maybe a 10 gallon tote, uh, a manger, a feeding trough. How humble is that? And uh, one thing that, that I like to think is the, the fact that it's a manger, maybe not be so important, is the fact that while they were traveling, and it says while they were uh, there. It could have been the very first night they arrived. Uh, it could have been a day or two later. How long did it take for Joseph to go register? Uh, it, it was during that time while they were there. Uh, Luke is not really specific about that, but it must have been early on because they were still in this uh, hotel, this inn that didn't have a lot of room. And the best privacy they could offer Mary was to be uh, away from people and not. Born where the manger was, and how often do people have a story about having not not much or traveling and having to lay a baby in a dresser drawer? To, to me, uh, it's the same kind of a, a humble beginning birth story. And the, I want to point out also it says the, her firstborn son. Now, in the Greek texts, what it says is her son, her firstborn son. And the implication there is that this is Mary's firstborn, and she did have other children. It's not the same word we find in, say, John chapter 1, where it refers to Jesus as the only begotten, which means that, the only uniquely born son of God. If that was true of Mary, that would have been used here. Uh, Now, I have a, a a side thought with that is typically you don't think of woman as be getting that's the male description of the birth process, but still it was her firstborn, her son, her firstborn, implying that well, there were others, and we can get gather this from Paul who spoke of meeting James, Jesus's brother, which would have been more correctly as half brother, um, and. Of course, any siblings would have been half-brothers and sisters because Mary was the mother, but Joseph was not Jesus' biological father. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. We can define this in uh, Matthew and, and also later on here in Luke. Now, God demonstrates his authority through humble means, and he invites all People to witness his power. So stay tuned to see how God accomplishes that witnessing of power. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. As always, we like to say... And we hope you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is the Savior. Thanks for listening. And be sure to visit life-truth.com.